Hello, boys and girls, and welcome to the Big Honker Podcast. We appreciate everybody that is tuning in. Go check us out on our YouTube channel, the Big Honker Podcast. It's super easy to find. And uh, the season one of the first family of waterfowl is up there now. So go check it out. We did four episodes and we start filming season two here pretty quick. This podcast is brought to you by the one and only Pacific Calls. I'm telling you what, they make the best my favorite call that I've ever blown in my entire life, the BA. It's sitting here right next to me right now. It's short, it's compact, and it is a screamer. The BA Lesser call is my favorite ever of all time, period. If you shoot lessers, little geese, or whatever, I highly, highly recommend that you get one of these. They've got a bunch of new calls for 2022. They've got the BBG. It's a board out uh, honker call. They've got the BBS. It's a board out speckle belly call, and they've still got the 530, which is my favorite speckle belly call. You can't beat it. And uh, the guys over there at Pacific Calls, Trevor and Alex, world class. They were uh, selling a lot of calls at Game Fair and also giving away a lot of calls to uh, young hunters and little kids. So they are incredible individual, and the waterfowl world needs more people like them. So go check them out and use our promo code. BHP 25. It is 25% off of whatever you purchase. You're not going to find that anywhere else. So it is a great deal that you need to go take, take advantage of right now. Type it in at checkout. BHP 25. Save you 25% at checkout. Also, this podcast is brought to you by Gundog Outdoors. Mr. Alex Langbell has spent his life in the uh, paramedics, first responders world, and he has built a company revolved around keeping your gun dog safe. There is a field trauma kit that I think every hunter needs. Uh, it's light, it's compactable. It can fit in your blind bag or in your truck or backpack or whatever you use to take out in the morning. Uh, it's got everything you need. Stop bleeding, stay warm. Uh, it comes with uh, a little stapler. So if you get a real nasty cut on your dog or whatever, you can at least, uh, stop the bleeding and get them somewhere. Also, there is the quick release system, which I think every dog needs to be tethered. No matter how qualified your dog is, all it takes is one little accident and, it's a bad, bad day for everybody. He's got a ton of other products. He's got collars. He's got check cords that he makes, hand makes himself, water bowls. Um, he's even got a nifty little water system that uh, you can take out in the field to hydrate your dog. So check them out. Gun Dog Outdoors. Take care of your four-legged hunting buddy because they take care of you. Also, we're brought to you by Boss Shot Shells, the best shot shell that's on the market right now. It's copper-plated bismuth, hits like a freight train, and you're going to go down two sizes. So if you're shooting a two in steel, you probably need to be shooting a five in boss. Personally, I shoot the two and three quarter inch three five blend. It's the way to go. It is everything that you need in a shotgun shell. Um, if you're shooting the big boys, you might want to bump up to the three inch three five blend. But either way, you cannot go wrong with boss shot shells. They're the best guys that are on the market. We spent a weekend with them at Game Fair. And let me tell you, they can move some product. So if you need some shotgun shells, go to Boss Shot Shells straight to your door. There's no middleman, so you're getting a great deal on your shotgun shells. Best hoodies in the market? Best hoodies on the market, best shirts. What's the new bag coming out they got? Uh, I'll let them release that, but it'll be a nice little money bag. BossShotShells.com. We're also brought to you by Dive Bomb Industries, the best silhouette that's on the market. We got a little common thread here, Jeff. We get all the big boys, the people that are making the, the good products, um, makes us look better. Skinnies are the way to go. Keep your trailer nice and organized throughout the hunting season. Five dozen per bag. Put them on a shelf. You don't have to worry about them. Uh, all flocked heads for the Canadas, but they've got anything that you need. They've got affordable. Ducks. They're affordable, so you can build a very, very good spread on a budget. Uh, Canada spec snows, mallards, pintails. They've got floaters out now. So um, if you're needing decoys and silhouettes, if you need floaters and silhouettes, 
Look no further than divebombindustries.com. You can't beat them. So might as well join them. They're going to be here for a while. We love them. Also, we're brought to you by Shin Gear Waiters. Jeff has got him a pair of Shin Gear on the way. Yes, going to wear them this year. We got we got water filled teal. up some spot. Going to do some teal hunting, help with the grandkids. So got me some fat boy waiters. Cannot wait to try them on. I will give you my testimonial on waiters. You know how I think about waiters. Yeah, if, if, if they pass the Jeff Stanfield test, they make a good waiter. Yes. I have worn them. The boot is phenomenal. The, the upper, uh, the material that it's made out of, nylon, it's tough. It's durable. And the best part is if you accidentally snag a piece of barbed wire and rip it, you send it back to Shin Gear, they get it fixed, and they send it right back out to you. They've added to their lineup, though. They're not just a waiter company anymore. They've got jackets, uh, waterproof jackets. They've got pullovers. They've got all sorts of stuff. You just got to go check them out at ShinGear.com. I am personally looking forward to the uh, over-under. Jacket goes on. Waiters go over those. And uh, you're not going to add a whole lot of bulk by wearing that jacket in waiters. You don't need to be looking like the Michelin man out there in the marsh with a big heavy jacket but it's going to be keep you warm so check them out for all the new products that they've got because they've got a lot of them also we are brought to you by alpha outdoor specialties they're a fabrication shop so you got an idea you send it to them and they can make it uh they've made the stanfield stool and they are coming up with the blind caddy that is going to hook into uh, a-frames everywhere that way you can have you a nice little desk in front of you in those a-frames have have somewhere to put some stuff other than that cold, wet ground. So Alpha Outdoor Specialties, they've been, uh, they were at Delta. So I'm sure you saw them if you were at Delta. Great people over there and um, they can make whatever you're needing. Uh, we're also brought to you by the Lucky Duck, maker of the best A-frame, the two by four blind and the best spinners that are on the market, all waterproof. We use them every day. And you said they got a new turret. They got like a little, they got a new swimmer decoy out there. Makes a, it's a based off of a propulsion system, makes a hell of a little ripple. So those calm days where water's not, where your water's not moving and your decoys are just laying there, put this bad boy out there, swim through your decoys, create ripples and natural movement. All movement is not created equally. So you want natural bird movement to, uh, help entice those wary ducks. Um, Check them out, luckyduck.com, and uh, whatever you're needing, they got it. Whether you're looking for uh, A-frame spinners, if you're a varmint hunter, they got all sorts of stuff for you. So check them out, luckyduck.com. Also, we're brought to you by Looking Glass Duck Club Podcast, Mr. Rebel and Logan. Put on a hell of a show. Don't call Logan, though. He, he's got a baby now, so if you're stranded in the middle of Missouri, don't, don't call him. Don't be expecting a hotel room no, for the night at his house. Not, don't, don't, don't do that. But, calls you the next morning and says, oh, did you need something? Oh, well, yeah, we needed a need? place to About sleep. About six hours ago, Logan. Um, go check them out. You can donate to their Patreon account. They have uh, different pricing for different levels, but you pick which level you want and donate to their Patreon, and you will get their entire library of shenanigans over there. They do bourbon reviews, and they're a lot of fun to listen to. Please, please purchase it. Little baby Stella's gonna need to go to college one day. That's right. That's right. So go check them out. Looking Glass Duck Club podcast. Uh, we're also brought to you by Dirty Duck Coffee. That's how we start our morning out here every single day with the Missouri Boat Ride Blend or Morning Wood. If your coffee sucks, it's not the duck. I had it every morning in Minnesota. It was you had a Morning chilly. Wood every day. No, I actually had Morning Wood, but I also went and had Missouri Boat Ride. I like Morning Wood, though. Morning nice. Wood was good. It's yep. nice. A lot of you guys don't experience Morning Wood any other way, so... Yeah, they're getting older. You know, Dirty Duck Coffee is the only time you get to experience Morning Wood. Um, great coffee, and it's the way to start your day. But it's, it's, it's fantastic. They've also got incredible merchandise. They've got a very, very cool uh, coffee mug. So it's on their website. Go check it out. And uh, you should start your day with Dirty Duck Coffee. 
Also, we are brought to you by Bangtail Whiskey, Mr. Brandon Bing. He's actually got new music coming out, too. So if you're a country music guy, check out Brandon Bing's music. He drops his new album, I think, in two weeks. Uh, fantastic whiskey. It is off over here. Every time I take a little nip of it whenever the podcasts are getting extra long, but it is not for the faint of heart. Bangtail embodies a select few who believe in hard work and relish in the opportunity to take a step back to enjoy the fruits of their labor. Whether relaxing for a midweek swallow or communing on the weekend with quality people, Bangtail is sure to provide a truly unique and tasteful experience time and time again. With deep southern roots, Bangtail provides a first-class handcrafted whiskey experience. Pour a jigger of Bangtail and enjoy. Must be 21 years or older. Also, we are brought to you by Ducks Unlimited. For 85 years, they have been putting ducks back in the sky for us selfish duck hunters. And 80 cents out of every dollar that is donated to Ducks Unlimited goes back to the ducks. You don't even need to say nothing else, just Ducks Unlimited. Everybody knows what it is. It's that time of year. The first big event of the year is out. It's the National Trip Auction. It can be found at www.ducks.org backslash nta it closes this saturday night eight o'clock all kinds of trips on there to have you can get ski trips fish trips trips for vrbos anything that's on that you can imagine you can buy right there on that and that's the national trip auction at ducks.org back backslash nta okay we're also brought to you by double t british kennels if you are needing a dog for this coming waterfowl season they can hook you up over there at double t british kennels uh, quality dogs, you know, that every British that I've ever been around has just been a sweetheart and a hell of a hunter. They, they've got dogs at every level. You can get mm-hmm. a puppy from them. You can buy a started dog. You can buy a finished dog. Good citizens. You know how the British are. They're very, they're very polite. So check them out at double T British Last but not least, we are brought to you by Stanfield hunting outfitters and the books are filling up very, very quickly. So if you are needing dates, I have get on the ball in November. I have. The Monday and Tuesday before Thanksgiving open. In December, I have the Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday before Christmas open. And I actually have the 27th, 28th, 29th, and 30th open. Oh. And then in January, I've got a few dates here and there that open. And I actually have the third weekend in January, I believe, open also still. I there had, you go. I had a group move of hunt, so that's open. Anyways, check us out. We Dove have no, season, no, don't even call. Unless you've got a private group of 30 people and you can do a weekdays in October, I don't have anything available. So anyways, thank, thank you for everything you do for us. We appreciate y'all listening to us. We appreciate the downloads from the podcast to the first family of Waterfowl. We will be shooting season two starting in about a week. Next week at this time, we will be filming season two. God bless y'all. Thank y'all for listening. All right, boys and girls, this episode of the podcast, we are joined by Joe Wesner, and uh, he has put together the Gold Star Hunt that we're going to have out here at the Big Honker Lodge in just a couple short weeks from now. Uh, we kind of go over that and a bunch of other stuff. So hopefully you enjoy this episode. Here he is, Joe Wesner.
Boom, and welcome to the Big Honker Podcast brought to you by Shin Gear Waders. They'll fit my fat rear end, they'll fit everybody's, and they're comfortable, so get you some Shin Gear Waders. I am Jeff Stanfield, locally known at the Allsops, but I am with the world-famous Andy Shaver. How are you doing, Andy? What you said about Shin Gear is no bullshit. I was, I was teal hunting this weekend, and I was marveling at the fact at how comfortable I was. Yeah, they're they're in them. Man, they look good. It's like a jogging suit. Yeah, yeah. You know, I don't. I realized Jeff. I wore them in the office the other day. Oh, I, I saw just you. put mine on Sell and wore hunts. them. Yep, answered um, the phone in them. Most I realize you're probably not wearing a whole lot of jogging suits, but if you were to, uh, I imagine that's what these would feel like. First of all, asshole, how many jogging suits have you worn lately? Honestly, when's the last time you jogged? You're gonna call me out. So when is the last time you freaking jogged? Well, I jog in the nude. So I don't wear jogging suits. Well, you ain't got to worry about hurting yourself, flopping nothing around there. So no, this is you got true. white boy problems. This is true. Pull, pull my back out, swinging <laughs> this thing around. Yeah, that's going to happen. <laughs> we are doing a great podcast today. We've started off on the wrong way here. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, with us today, we have, we're going to talk about a really special time that we're fixing to have here at the Lodge. Mr. Joe Westner. Joe, how are you doing, sir? I'm good. How are you? Good. I just got done opening up a big box care package from Lucky Duck with spinners and caps and shirts and stuff. So it is wonderful. And this is all for gold star kids. Awesome. So what we're doing the last weekend in September at the lodge, we are doing a hunt for gold star kids, kids who's lost their mom or their dad fighting for our freedom. And it's going to be the first annual. And we're going to do this every year. And I'm going to, I'm going to, we're going to get into you in just a minute. I'm going to talk about all the sponsors that we've had. Lucky duck dive bomb. Mossberg, Boss, Stanfield Hay Nutfitters, <laughs> Cedar Ridge Aviation, and D and D, Ducks Unlimited. Ducks I, I, Unlimited. I was, I, was, I was not done yet, but I'm glad you did say that. Yes, Ducks Unlimited, D and D Whitetails, and Pacific Game Calls, mm-hmm. Looking Glass Duck Club. I know I'm forgetting somebody, and that's what's sad. You probably are. And I'm not doing it on purpose. She's just being a dick. Boss Pacific. Maybe uh, have things written down. I, I've got them written down. I just don't have them with me. Yeah. Anyways, all these are all sponsors of our podcast, and they're all helping to reach out for these young men. Mossberg is donating uh, 20 gauge shotguns to all the kids, which I think is wonderful. So, anyways, Joe, you take the floor now. Tell us about these kids and what we're going to be, what, what all's going on. Oh man, I'm I'm so excited for these sponsors. Uh, we also have a few that I'll quick mention before we get into it. Um, Vortex, we get um, they're all they're giving a little goodie bag to everybody. Um, Burn Pit Barbecue, they are donating some uh, rub, wild game uh, seasoning rub. We have uh, Freebird Coffee. Is donating some uh, coffee for everybody. Dirty and, Duck coffee uh, on our end too. That's what I thought. Oh, about. awesome! Yes, awesome. Dirty Duck too. These little shits are gonna be wired up. We're gonna caffeine. Yeah, I, I, we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna shoot some caffeine in their ass and send them on home. And then uh, we also have Forget Genetics. It's a uh, deer mineral that they're gonna be donating some stuff. Um, he actually, I'm a buddy of mine. I served with him. He's a fellow Purple Heart recipient. He started up a Forget Genetics. It's called. Um, he's gonna be donating for some stuff also. So. Um, we're excited for all this, um, everyone that's stepping up and really helping out. It's, it's just amazing. Um, I can't believe it. I've had, I've had numerous people ask me about if they did monetary donations to this. Mm-hmm. And 
I don't want to get anything off in the weeds or do anything. Is there a way that these these that we can get people to donate money to pay for these parents and these kids airplane tickets if they want to? Um, so they're all driving. Okay. Um, the ones I have are they're all driving in. They're all Texas residents. Um, but what we could do is, you know, put a put aside whatever people donate that we could put in towards hunting licenses. Um, cause I told all the parents that we'd reimburse them for those licenses. Um, so they're, they're going to get them before they come bring their receipt. And I was just, I was going to cut them all a check. Um, but what we but can we cover that we can a, get that covered. That's not a problem at all on the licenses and we can pay for their gas money to get here. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I mean, we can, uh, people want to donate, uh, financially, we can just make a little, um, account if you will, or just put it aside and say, this is how much it's going to be for that. And then um, we'll figure out a way, a way and what we need to use it on. Has this but, fallen, has this fallen together a little bit easier than some of the things that you've done in the past? Because it, on our end, it has seemed like everybody has been um, not only willing, but eager to help. Um, yes and no. Sponsor wise. Absolutely. Um, people want to do stuff more for kids than they do veterans, unfortunately. Um, but I understand it. I mean, I get it. Um, but finding the kids and getting them to commit, that's the hardest part. I mean, we're, we're struggling with that. Um, getting emails back and forth with the moms and, um, usually we post something and it's filled right away with Mm -hmm. the vets that want to go. This we were reaching out to people trying to like, hey, do you want to? We knew Gold Star families were. Do you want to send your kids? And um, th- it's been harder to fill, just uh, because it's kids and they're kind of non-committal and I'm guessing busy. Yeah. They're busy. Yeah, that's that's my guess. What What about next year? If we if we get we can raise the money. I want people to send us $2,500. I'm telling you right now, I sound like Jerry Lewis telephone here. If you're listening to this, I want you to get a hold of me. Andy, Joe, or somebody, and I want you to pledge some money to get these kids here. And I want to raise twenty five hundred dollars to give each parent four or five hundred dollars that got their kid here for their for their cost. Do you think if we do that for so, next year, I, I shouldn't have any problem raising ten grand if we got enough people wow. to give money to fly kids from other parts of the country? Do you think that would make it easier on getting these kids here? I think so, um, and and I also think after we do this first one, people will see that all right, these guys went all out and this is what could happen for next year. Um, and they're going to be more willing to come out. I think, um, a lot of events that we do yearly, um, we get a bigger turnout every year just because people, you know, they know what to expect now. Well, we're going to, um, here, here's kind of the itinerary that we, that we looked at on Friday. The kids are going to get here and we're going to dove hunt Friday afternoon. we have okay. dinner that night present them their shotguns that night, you know, then on Saturday morning, we're going to get up and any kid that wants to go shoot a deer, D and D whitetails and Garrett dirt, a good friend of ours here in town, they've got a high fence ranch and they're going to let them shoot some cool bucks. Um, I'm sure each kid can shoot a buck, a cold buck could be a nice buck. And they're going to let them do that Saturday morning, have lunch Saturday at the lodge Saturday afternoon. We can do a dove hunt again. The kids can also do a helicopter hog hunt that Saturday afternoon. And I think what we do is we don't tell the kids about the helicopter hog hunt other than if they listen to this on the deal and let it be a surprise when the helicopters land at the lodge on Saturday and they let them go up and shoot some 
to shoot some pigs right. Saturday. And then if we have time Saturday evening, we'll shoot them. We'll dove hunt Saturday afternoon if we need to. And then Sunday morning we can dove hunt with them and they can be gone after breakfast and their dove hunt and present them with all their right. stuff. Friday night, we've got a good tons of goodie bags. Do you sent me goodie bags? Uh, there's just, there's going to be so much stuff. You said Vortex has got goodie bags for them and stuff. And the kids, you know, I, I don't want to highlight the whole time that these kids are, are, have lost their dad or their mom. I don't want to do that because I want it to be a happy time for them and a good deal. But I also want them to realize how much people give a crap and care about them and their future. And that I want to highlight also, or not highlight, I don't know if that's a word. I want to make it, bring attention to people that once that soldier comes back home and they put him in the ground and they give him a, a 21 gun salute and there's a flag on his coffin that the, his family has got to go on and live. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there, there's more to that than just the end of that funeral and checking on someone twice in the next year after someone passes away. And that'd be the end of it. You know, right. these, these kids, dad played the ultimate sacrifice for us. And the least we can do is to help raise these kids and to get them introduced to things that will make their life better. And, and, and that's in my opinion on that deal, which is not much of an opinion, but that's kind of way I think. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, I definitely agree. And, you know, these kids go through a lot and, they're young when their dad or mom or whoever it is passes away and they have to live with that. And it's, you know, they, I know thinking to my kids and thankfully I didn't have kids when I was, when I was in. Um, so it made it easier for me to just do what I had to do. But, um, I can't imagine like what my kids would go through if, you know, something would have happened to me and I had the kids then, you know, so, do yeah. you do you think that guys you you didn't have kids whenever you served, but do you think that guys that do have kids, do you think it's hard sometimes for them to go out on a mission knowing that they have something to lose? Because a lot of guys go into the go into the armed forces at eighteen, nineteen, and they don't have a family, and then you know life starts to happen, and they put a few kids on the ground, and, they, and then they get a wife at home, and I'm sure guys that are later in their career, they start thinking about the things that they could lose. Oh, absolutely. And, uh, I mean, I've seen it, you know, I, I've seen the difference in guys when we went on deployment before they had a kid and then we went on deployment again after they had a kid and you can see the change in them. Really? And, oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Just not as eager to, to, to bust open that door or not as eager to go out on that mission or yep. just, and I mean, I'm fuck, I get it. You know, I, yeah. there, there's times yeah. There's times uh, just hunting and, you know, you kind of have a scary moment or, you know, a gun goes off that you're not expecting it. And, you know, it didn't bother you too much when you were 20, 21, 22. But then you start you start having things to lose. And you're like, fuck, man, that could have that could have been bad. Like that gun could have gone sideways and I could have I could be not here now. Yeah. I mean, hunting wise for me personally, like, again, I didn't have kids when I deployed, but now I have two little kids and I don't go in tree stands without a harness. And Mm -hmm. like I'm I'm very weary about like leery i guess it would be called uh about what i do now out in the field just because i'm thinking about my kids now more than before i would just climb a tree i didn't care i was like yeah let's just sit on this limb it's about to break off but eh, whatever right <laughs> right now, now i'm like no oh, i'll sit in the ground <laughs> but on the same token if you're if you're worried about getting hurt in that kind of the time that something bad might happen when you're yes, not just usually. free to react yeah usually it is um you know, because you, you, you're thinking more of home than you are of what's going on in front of you. So, 
that and it, it can definitely be a um what's the word i want um i just drew a blank on the word i wanted to use distraction hindrance distraction um, yeah all those yeah absolutely yeah i mean and that that's kind of one of those things you need all of your senses you need everything mm-hmm. at the height at the highest level that it'll ever get to so that yep. you can make it home safe and then like you said if you're thinking about home all the time well you're liable to miss something yep 100% mm. it's 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 crazy life is so 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 precious it's a razor's edge life i mean and that that razor just shrinks quite a bit whenever you're at war yeah oh yeah ron told me a good thing we were we, he said you know just driving down the road you're three feet one way or the other from life or death. Mm-hmm. Every time you pass a car, you're three feet yeah, from your life being totally different. I don't know who invented the, the one-lane, two-way highway. I mean, they, when, when cars were going 20 miles an hour, 15 miles an hour, it wasn't, wasn't such a big a, deal. Wasn't a bad deal. But you think about that, at 75 miles an hour, I do somebody reach up and grab your phone, and that's it. And you hear it all, all. Every day you look at the news and someone has a head-on collision somewhere, and 99% of the time I'm betting you someone got distracted by a cell phone. I mean, we had them a long time ago, but it, they, were, they were pretty rare. Usually, a drunk. Well, and I mean, think about like we're we're mobile uh, civilization now. So, how many people are just having breakfast in a car, or drinking their latte, or eating a cheeseburger while they're driving? So, I mean, there's tons yeah. of distraction. It ain't just the cell phone anymore. Like when you look at everything. No, but you hear pre- a lot of people live out of their car. Right, but you hear about it during the day a lot. And a long time ago, right. that wasn't that common. It was very rare to have a head-on collision a long time ago because people paid 10 and 2, and they paid attention. Nowadays, mm-hmm. we got more distraction. Back then, the only distraction you had was radio. Right. I mean, that was yeah. it. You know, and you don't have to look at it. You can listen to it. So, <clears throat> Joe, when will you be at the lodge? Will you be? Com- are you going to come in a day early, or are you going to come in that Friday also? Um, I'll probably be there Friday. I'm driving from Ohio, so I'm going to be um, – I plan on leaving Thursday, Thursday morning. Um, it's like 18 hours or something like that. So I'm going to drive partway, get a hotel somewhere and then drive the rest. So I'll be in early on Thursday or Friday. Well, how, where it. are you at in Ohio? Uh, Mansfield. I don't know where that about is. Central Ohio, Howard <coughs> North of Columbus. And no. you don't even know where Central Ohio is. Now listen, Jeff and I, we <laughs> did, we did Minneapolis in 14 hours all, all through the night. So it's possible. Yeah. Yeah. But we had to. We're at, you can break it up. Where at? No, how are you? Mansfield. Mansfield. How far are you from uh, Columbus, you said? An hour north. You're an hour north. I made it home from Cleveland to Knox City one day. I left Cleveland like at 10 in the morning. I got Knox City about midnight, 1 o'clock. Really? That, was, that was during the COVID deal, though. There wasn't nobody on the roads. Yeah. Cops didn't want to pull cops anybody over. Uh, cops wouldn't even pull nobody over. Might have that. Yeah, might, might have the vid. And I didn't have a mask on, so if they saw me speeding by, I thought that some bitch ain't got a mask in his car. <laughs> well, I saw a dude wearing a mask in his car today. I was like, "What the hell in Knox City? <laughs> what are you doing <laughs> by himself?" I thought, "God Almighty, some strangers <laughs> riding your car last night and just leave it at the house, and you don't know if it's got the shit in there or what." Mm. Strange time, mm. strange, strange. So, time. this has been a really neat process of asking the people to help. And I've had nobody turn us down at all, but you said with the veterans, it's harder with, with the veterans than it is. And, and, and I'm going to throw kids. in, I'm going to tell you why I think that is there are 4,614 veteran organizations trying to get something out of somebody every day. 
There's nobody doing a gold star kid hunt that I'm aware of. I'm sure there are some somewhere else, but I get hit on all the time by veteran organizations. And I'm like, listen, I, I appreciate everything you're doing, but there's only so many dollars you can give away as a company yeah. before I'm needing to ask for somebody to help me. And, and, yeah. but, and there are a ton of veteran organizations out there. And the, and the sad thing is 90% of them are legit, but those 10% of them burn people and it makes people, it, it burns people and turns them off forever. Yes. Yep. And that's like, like we said in the last time I was on, I don't ask for things because I have a hard time asking for things, I guess. Um, because I, I know there's, like you said, there's those organizations out there that give everyone else a bad name. So I just, you know, I, we speak for, our actions speak for us, you know, and when people see what we're doing, we get people wanting to donate and wanting to, to help us, which, you know, that's how we run. And we've, we've been pretty successful with it. So I'm, I'm pretty happy with it. Well, and everybody has a soft spot for kids too. So, mm-hmm. you know, whenever you say, Hey, we're getting kids out there, everybody just yep. falls over themselves to. Yep. That's to why I've donate. had people reach out to me about money. Mm-hmm. I'm like, let me, let me find out. And I said, I'll know about that tomorrow, but Anybody that wants mm-hmm. to donate some money, get a hold of me, Joe, or Andy, and let you know what you want to do. And all donations will be appreciative. And I just think we cut that money up, whatever they send to us this year, and we give it to the all the parents that drove here to cover their expenses for their driving and take, you know, to bring their child on that. And I'm betting you that after this year, we can get enough money to fly kids in from here from other places. I'll bet yeah. we all have a waiting list of kids wanting to be on here. That'd be amazing. That that's that would be a wonderful, wonderful thing. Now, who all's coming on this? Is it is it kids and parents? Is it kids yeah. and kids and people that served with their parents? So as of right now, um, and that I'll get back to that. Um, so as of right now, we have four kids. We had just had two two kids that just backed out um, around midnight last night. They sent me a message, and I got it this morning. Um, but we have four moms. No, wait, I'm sorry. One, two. We have three moms and four kids. Uh, the kids are 14, 15, 11, and 10 that are coming out. Um, then we had the other two, like I said, they just backed out. So we have we have some emails out and some text messages out to different people trying to fill those two. Um, hopefully we'll hear something in the next couple of days. But, how do you um, how do you find these people? How do you find these kids? Is that is that tricky or, or is this or do you kind of have a running list that okay potentially yes maybe no? So what? some of them, um, well, we post everything on our Facebook site yeah. and um, you know that gets shared out and then people that that's how we got all these um, these moms and the kids. They all I guess they heard from us on the Facebook site, but you know, people sharing it to different groups. Um, there's gold star groups out there that, you know, we'll share it to that and just say, Hey, you know, if, if you know anybody, tons of veterans that we've all served with that know people. Um, but getting back to you, you had mentioned, is it kids and, um, with people their parents served with, that's something I really want to do down the road is having one of the kids, and a soldier that their father or whoever it was served with that knew their dad well and was friends and now bring the dad or the, the, the guy, the vet and the kid. Um, I would absolutely love to do that. So that's something on our radar for, you know, down the road. 
to this. That would be badass. I mean, yeah. that really would be that would be really cool. Have yeah, the two I, of them, I, I, and then they can I'm make a connection. So, so when 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 a brother of yours loses his life, is it common to do you keep tabs with their family? Is that is that common practice throughout the military? Yes, for the most part. Um, and I mean, I I was in touch with a bunch of my friends, um, their families, and you know, through the years, it, you just kind of lose touch, and as you do right. with everyone else. Um, and that's, I, that falls on me that falls on everyone. Um, but I take a lot of credit for or responsibility for that because, you know, I get caught up in my own life and, you know, I had my kids and then I just kind of go my own way. And, you know, I try to touch base with them here and there and, you know, they all, they got remarried, they have kids again, they have new kids with their new partner. Uh, like it just, people go their own way. Life happens. Life goes on. That's, that's exactly yeah. right. And that's sad, but that's the way it is. Mm-hmm. You know, and I've, I've always said many times, if Michelle got hit by a bus, I've tried to move on with my life later on in life, and I would want her to do the same. You know, and I would want my boys, if that ever happened to one of them, I'd want them to do that. You can't stop living because someone else loses their life. But we right. can take care of the people that they loved and 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 help them get along with their life. You know, and that's it's it's sad. But well, it's that, a horrible deal. And that's another tricky thing is like, you know, if they do move on, like you don't want to be this Debbie Downer, you know, calling them, you know, asking them. And they're like, you know, I'm fine. I've moved on and things are good. And you don't want to com- constantly be ripping off that Band-Aid and, you know, dicking around with the wound that's underneath it. So I, I don't I don't handle um, grief very well. I don't handle the funeral situations very well. And I'm sure that's even worse. You know, somebody that has... Uh, that was taken too soon. You know, a lot mm-hmm. of these kids, people were young when they passed away. So anybody that can do a job like you do, my hat's off to you. Because I, I, I'm awkward. I can't do these things. Yeah, it, it, it's going to be a hard weekend, I guess, if you will. Oh, yeah, it's gonna it, be, you know. uh, I'm a ball like a baby. <laughs> yeah, it, it's definitely going to be a, a rough weekend, but it's going to be so worth it, I think. And to see these kids, I haven't told their moms um, anything. Just hey, it's a dove hunt. I, I in a couple of the emails, I said, you know, we have a lot of sponsors coming through. There's some surprises for the kids. I'm just leaving it at that. Mm-hmm. Like I don't, I want to see these kids just light up when you hand them a shotgun and you hand them you know, all these different things. And hey, by the way, we're going to go out and shoot a deer. Mm-hmm. Oh, we can go up in that helicopter, you know. And I. I so excited to see the look on these kids faces and the moms too you know just it's worth every everything that you go through it's going to be worth it well for the first time in my life i've got to be a democrat in the last couple of weeks and i've got to ask for free shit so (laughs) (laughs) these little shits are going to be tired whenever they go home he was running through that itinerary holy cow saturday's gonna be long yeah i was trying to write it down i said oh man we're just gonna hunt (laughs) Saturday's going to be a long day. I can't wait yeah. for these kids to see the look on their faces. I hate the fact that I'm going to ball in front of people, but what a special time to get a give back to, you know, to show a little bit. And there ain't nothing we can do to actually show the appreciation that I, that we have for these, these kids and their families and what their moms or dads went through. But man, just it's, it's, it's neat to be able to do something nice for people, especially in the world we yeah. live in today. And I've been so proud of all the people that have, I, everybody I've asked has been just bent over and just, 
And I haven't asked a lot of people. And what's bad is there's someone out there I didn't ask that's going to get mad at me. Well, why didn't you say something? You know? Right. And I just, you, you only, you know, it's just, I don't know. I mean, we've done so much for yeah. him, and I and I hate to ask any more for anything. Any, I ask. I hate to ask anybody else for anything more. Yeah, these kids, for, they're going to need to come with a pickup it, truck to haul all it, the shit back, except for cash to pay for their parents. To, I don't want it to be a burden on a mom. I don't want a single mom out there or a married mom with a new husband, and they're having trouble pay their bills to think, you know, I've got to drive from Houston, Texas to Knox City, Texas. I'm gonna miss work for a couple of days to take my mm-hmm. kids to something that they really need to go to, but gas is. Four dollars a gallon, and you know, and it's going to cost me two or three hundred dollars just to do it. But man, it'd be so good for my kid. I don't want any mom out there for that be the reason they're not coming because they can't afford it. I want to make sure that all their expenses are paid, every bit of it. Yep. And that's where we need people, good people, to come in to to donate some money for this. Here I am sounding like Joe Biden and them again. But everybody <laughs> needs to do their share. But if everybody will help on that end, that will make this a lot easier. And then next year we can expand it out of Texas. Because a gold star kid is a gold star kid no matter where he's at, and we want to help those kids. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It just it so happened that they were all Texas uh, residents. Um, I know one of the moms is actually coming in a little late on Friday because she couldn't get off work um, to get there by two, but she said she should be there by like seven. Um, Dinner's at dark. Take off work. What's that? That dinner's at dark, so that will be fine. And they would. I want to give all the kids their guns that first night if we can. We can give them some guns to use that day, and then at nighttime, present them with their shotguns. And because the kids won't know they're getting guns till that night, and they're gonna get their own gun. Thank you, Mossberg, for that. Yeah, absolutely. Wow. Was this nine? This 9-11 felt weird on my end, and I don't know if it was because last year was the twentieth, but this year I don't. I don't remember seeing much of anything. On the news about nine eleven, it's because the queen died. Oh, that might have been. No, yeah, she covered t- it up. Yeah, I have my own. Yeah, I don't. You know what, Joe? As as we're getting along in life, further and further away from that day, more and more people are thinking the same thing that you're thinking. Because I have a pretty good idea. I know what you're thinking, and I think more and more Americans are starting to believe that same thing. And I think that's why it's also not on the airwaves, is they don't want to bring as much light to it as before. Yeah. Sorry, my oh. my son talking about kids. My son just showed up. He wants to put his little costume on. Well, that's <laughs> all right. <laughs> What's he, what are we dressing as? Uh, he has his little army costume on. There oh, you okay. go, buddy. There you go. This is Zach. Hello, Zach. How old's Zach? <laughs> he is three. He will be four in November. Are you bringing of- you bringing him up? No, I wish. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you? <laughs> Maybe one year when we uh we do it. He's a little bigger. That's but- a tough drive with a four year old. Or three yeah. year old, I couldn't. Yeah, that's a long time in a car. Oh, yeah. No, he uh, he's my little hunter, he's my hunting buddy. Is he? Well, you sure bring okay. him up one day. We'd sure like to have him up here. We'll bring him one day, buddy. How about it? <laughs> kids, kids are the greatest gift in the world, most expensive mm-hmm. pets in the world, too, but the greatest gift. Yep, so absolutely. I, I just now got what you were saying that what? about the 9 11 thing. Yeah, that's why it's getting to be more and more people think that that there was some some sna- some, some fagazi shit fugazi going on stuff there around a lot there. a lot of fagazi shit going on and the more and more and I think the isn't the, that the sad tr- to, the, isn't that sad to say I mean it's even it's a sad thought that that even has to get cropped up in your head it's going to be just yeah. like John F Kennedy when John F Kennedy first got assassinated America mourned mm-hmm. two years later people are thinking hmm. 
Stuff just didn't sounds like up. LBJ's got some shit on his face. And the more and yeah. more we find out, and now ninety percent of the people think that we we our own go- government took out John F. Kennedy. And I think as we get another ten years down on nine eleven, it's going to be the same thing. It's too much shit going on, and we're starting to see more light. And you know what's sad is is it's not sad, but this is the truth. Social media is the reason this shit's finally getting out. The deep state. If it wasn't for social media, they'd have us all on lockdown right now. The whole country yeah. would be. The whole world would be. But but social media prevents that. What's gotten out on social media? It's just more and more people can talk, and you can get the stories out to people. It makes people start listening more. You couldn't do that before. There wasn't a way of doing that. If it wasn't on the three channels, you didn't get it. You didn't hear about it in the newspaper. See, but I kind of think that social media. There's too much white noise on social media, and it's hard to sift through what is what is reality and what is what somebody wants you to believe. But there wouldn't have been any of that if it wasn't for social media. Too None. White noise? There wouldn't be. You don't want white no, noise. No, no. There wouldn't be anything out there on the other side if it wasn't for social media. It would just be what you got on ABC and Bingo. CBS. But, but Joe, I think that's got a lot to do with I think a lot of people in America are starting to see through a bunch of bullshit and starting to realize that we have been used as the, the American citizen and especially the U.S. soldier have been pawns by people that do nothing in the world but steal money from us every single freaking fucking day, and it pisses me off. Yep. I, I Both sides. It's not just a one-side deal. I listen to Amy Klobuchar, which I cannot stand that woman. Her voice makes me want to fucking throw up. She's from Minnesota, their senator, talking about how great it is for us to do everything we're doing from Ukraine. Your big city in Minnehopolis is a total shithole and all you're worried about is what's going on in fucking Ukraine. Give me a break. You know, I am tired of it. And I'll bet you if you put a poll to it, 80% of the people in America don't give two shits about sending another dollar to Ukraine. If their president's got time to go on the Emmys and the Grammys and talk shows and shit, it ain't a it very ain't a, bad fucking a, war. It ain't a bad war. No. Mm-mm. No, they, um, yeah, I, oof, that whole Ukraine thing I think is a... Uh, it's I money laundering. Ukraine, Ukraine are in this together. Yep. To help cover up their Biden's little his boy. It's money laundering, is what it is. Yeah, exactly. And it's, everybody yeah. knows it. Yep. Everybody knows it. It's the same with 9-11 now. More and more of that stuff's getting out, and more and more people are opening their ears and their eyes and are like, whoa. Yep. But what Rumsfeld say on September 10th, two two point three trillion dollars was missing from. Yep, and then all of a sudden we blew up that building right there at the Pentagon with an airplane that, that there thing. wasn't a piece found of, except for the idea, the idea of Muhammad Muhammad or whoever it was. Yeah, and that's the kind of crud that our country is sick of, and it pisses me off that we've used people like you as pawns to go over there and fight and die and get hurt to cover up some rich, pompous, blue blood's ass from the fucking East Coast. Makes me madder than hell. Yep. And, 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 and people in America are getting fed up with it. But I will say this. September 13th, 2001, 21, for six 21 months, years ago. was the most patriotic time I've ever seen in our country. I have an yep. American flag in my yard on my block. I don't know if anybody else on my block has a flag up still, but we still have one. We've had one continuous fly and I don't know that we didn't have one before September 11th. I don't know, though. But we've had one, I know, since then, every day in our flag. But everybody on my block had an American flag. And everywhere you went, you've seen American flags. Bumper stickers. Everything. Cars. And you don't see it anymore, and it makes me mad. we got a farmer plowing here right now, and he's got an American flag on every tractor. And the kid that works for him is a Mexican uh, citizen, and he's got a U.S. flag and a Mexican flag. And you know what? I don't have a problem with that because that's where that guy's from. 
Yep. And he's proud to be from Mexico, and he should be. But yep. it and makes as long me, as he's here legally. Yes, mm-hmm. and he is. You know? But it makes, me feel, it makes me feel good that he's got the U.S. flag flying, too. It does. Yep. So, anyways, that's my rant and rave on this nice podcast we were doing about the kids. <laughs> Don't take long for me to get sidetracked. I promise you I'm not going to do that around them kids, though. No. <laughs> no. I mean, and that's, I don't know. It, it's such a such a mind-bender of a thing to wrap your head around, you know, if, if this did happen, and I don't know. It, it's just bad. bad it's, yeah. it's, but it's something that we need the truth on, and I wish yeah. that uh, I wish that the powers that be would. They're they're never going to let us know. I want, I want to go over the list of sponsors again because I want to make sure I yeah. don't forget anybody. Boss Shot Shells, Dive Bomb Industries, Pacific Calls, Shin Gear Waiters, Lucky Duck, Looking Glass Duck Club Podcast or er, Hunt Club, uh, Dirty Duck Coffee, and Ducks Unlimited. Is who on my yeah. end is is donating something. And, and there's a couple more on my list of our regulars. If I called them, called them, they would. And I'm, I'm, I've, I've democrated enough of that, probably. Where are you going after this one, Joe? Um, I don't have my calendar on me. Um, I had to move from my office. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so actually, I'm so I'm driving to Texas for your hunt, and then I'm. Leaving from Texas, I'm driving straight up to uh, Wisconsin, and that's just a, a friend's hunt. Um, it, it's a vet hunt, but it's just for friends, like me and a couple of buddies. Uh, we just happen to be all vets. Um, we're hunting the Mississippi River up in Wisconsin. Then after that, we have a UVA trip in – well, actually, the weekend that I'll be there, we have a veteran trip um, – here in Ohio, it's the Veterans Weekend, so we're sending six veterans on a hunt here in, on uh, Lake Erie. The actually on the first October first. Um, but personally, I'll be the next one I go to will be in. I want to say the second weekend in November. We have an all-female veteran hunt up in Michigan on Saginaw Bay. Very cool. And we're going to send uh, four female vets out we do that every year just females um we found that it a lot of girls won't apply for these hunts because they're they're i guess they're intimidated some of them are intimidated by having guys there hmm. with them they they just don't feel comfortable or whatever so we decided to do an all-female one and it, we had such good turnout last year and all kinds of um you know praise on it i guess if you will and uh, the girls were so happy that because we had so out of the four that we sent last year, three of them never hunted ducks before. And out of those three, two of them never hunted, period. Right. And um, they, they said they wouldn't have applied had it not been for only having females on long. Um, and they're hooked. They are all hooked right now. They've, they've all been calling as soon as they left the hunt last year. They're calling us and, you know, what, what gun do you think we should get? What about waiters? What about this? What about that? Now that's all they're doing is they're posting all their hunt, uh, duck hunting pictures, which I absolutely love it. So we've we got, got them hooked. We've got a group of six or eight ladies that come here every year that were all uh, veterans together. Oh, awesome. And probably 
the roughest bunch of gals or probably the <laughs> roughest bunch of people that any of my guides have all year long. They don't cut any yep. slack or shit to anybody. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's. Yeah, we, we have a lot coming up. I can understand that on their end, though, like especially like women that have never hunted before mm-hmm. because, you know, you got this guy and he's a bit of a jackass and men are men are dickheads anyway, especially like you around the hunting camp and, you know, their way is the yep. best way. And, you know, so I can understand a woman not feeling comfortable, especially like if she were to go with a bunch of seasoned guys. We just lost Joe. Um oh. No, you're good. You're probably getting a phone call. You there? Yep, we're here. Yeah, I got a phone call. I just, all right, I think I'm good. But I can understand. I I could get their hesitation on not wanting to go on a hunt with a bunch of other guys. Yeah. I mean. Yeah, yeah, and and I get it too, and and that's why we decided let's do an all female one. We'll see how it goes. Last year, and we got and it was just overwhelmingly good. So we decided let's you know do this every year, and uh, yeah. How do they cohabitate when they're overseas? They, so, I, I mean, I was infantry, so we didn't have females in with us. So we were only guys. Uh-huh. Um, but there's units that, you know, they're mixed. They'll have male and female. They'll have separate rooms. Um, they're supposed to have separate rooms, I should say. Um, you never know what they're going to do. But, <laughs> yeah. Um, they, they, they keep them separated as much as they can and. You know, you you out and patrols together, but you come back and you have your own. What happens if there is commingling? Is that a is that a is it, is, are there uh, repercussions? Is there consequences? There be, yeah, depending on who does what to who. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, usually it's the married guys are you know hitting on the the women, or vice versa. The women are they're married and hitting on the guys. Actually, that happens more than you think. Um, but yeah, you can definitely get in trouble for it. And there's always pregnancies that happen in country when you're over there and you're hearing about, how'd you get pregnant? Your husband's at home. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's well, tough. Was, we came. Uh, I don't think so. <laughs> yeah, I had a guy in court one time that had been in prison locked up for a long time. And he brought in his new wife, girlfriend, and she was bubbling over pregnant probably six or seven months long. And I'm like, uh, weren't you, didn't you just get locked up? Yeah. Yeah. How pregnant is she? Oh, seven months. I said, you were locked up till about a month ago. I can do the math. I don't need your help. I said, okay, buddy. Just trying to point out the obvious here that that's not your child. It, All right. Is that a one-way ticket home if a, if a female gets pregnant when she's uh, served on tour? Yeah, they. she's gone. Um, and then what happens to her from there, I don't know. It's not uh, good at home if she's got a husband. Well, right, yeah. Usually you're you're getting getting rung up pretty good so um i thankfully i never had to deal with it because we didn't have females in our unit so it was that was a a plus that would be a lot of distraction plus i watched uh that 13 hours and the woman cia agent there she puts on undue Mm -hmm. stress on the other people because you got to watch at her different because if they just catch a guy they caught a guy if they got a lady there's no telling what they're going to do to her yep and so it just makes a whole lot more it, it just it's it changes the stress and danger level so much with females over there. And I'm not trying to be anti-female at all because I'm not that way. Listen, if you think you can do it, if you can do the job, then by gosh, you have every right to do it. But I just it, that's to me is not a good situation to have women in that in that situation, I guess is yeah. what I'm trying to say. No, I agree. It, you know, it definitely caused 
when we did have females come out with us on patrols, it definitely caused us more headaches and it didn't, you know, like, yes. than we'd have without them. Cause now that's a whole nother thing. We got to take care of them and make sure that they're, you know, they got the bathroom facilities that they need. They have the hygiene stuff they need. And I'm like, well, this isn't what we do, you know, yeah. but it's, that's a whole long story that we could go into for, for hours. Were they telling you, uh, you know, if you took a wrong turn, were they just horrible to be on patrol with and ride with? Like, did you have to hear, oh, you should have turned right there. I told you. I've been telling right? you for a mile. That's where you needed to turn. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. uh, but, and, and, you know, it, it puts the guys in, da- in danger, too, because we have this protector mentality and none more than a soldier. And if 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 a guy feels like, a woman is in danger, he's going to risk his life more so than he probably would if it was just another uh, guy. But And that's sad to say, too, but it's just the way that we're wired as humans. Yep, yep. yep 100%. That's uh, another thing we had we had issues with. You know, if we did have females, we didn't have many females come out with us. Um, but that was, another, that was another risk that we had to have. So, yeah, that's a... That's a whole new, whole other podcast we could get into. <laughs> not with the one with the, not with the kid sitting there underneath your, underneath your. Well, wing. yeah. <laughs> uh, when did they? When did they uh, start allowing women to serve overseas? That's relatively new, isn't it? Probably Desert Storm. Was no. that the first one? They've been overseas for well since World War One. You know, they've yeah, they've always been deployed. Um, but serving infantry units, yeah. that was just like in, in combat. combat arms. That was just recent. Um, and by recent, shoot, it's probably been close to 10 years now. I'm getting, well, maybe not that, that long. But during World War One and World War Two, there were women that served in the nurses and all that right, stuff. Right, they right. were there all no, the I time. No, I mean like in combat. Probably. In did, combat I'm situation. guessing Desert Storm. Well, when was G.I. Jane? What, what, what was G.I. Jane around? Desert Storm. I bet that's yeah. probably the first one. That's that's probably when it all started in the, the 80s, probably at Desert Storm, late 80s, early 90s. But I don't think in Vietnam they had uh, women in combat. They had nurses in combat in Vietnam. Right. Yes, but not actually. <laughs> like on the battlefield? So like 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 you would see a well, regular? Probably not patrol. I, well, I don't know. I mean, probably not patrolling or anything like that. But I know we've had them on. We've had females on patrols. So, I mean, it's. It's common now, but back then it wasn't. Yeah. And I think in the Korean yeah. War, even if you watch MASH, it's a show, they had women that were behind the lines doing yeah. at medical facilities. So right. they I, were I there, but that. not, I don't think, I think in combat, it probably will. You got a handheld computer in your phone called an iPhone. I'm look looking, up. I'm trying to it's look at it. probably going to tell you Desert Storm. But I'm getting like mixed things because technically Harriet Tubman and Mary Walker served in the Civil War as spies and they dressed as men. Well, okay. so I mean, I'm getting fuck. I'm getting. You I'm wanna, getting the Revolutionary bad War. If you watch Turn, they used women spies too. I mean, th- there's yeah. been women, but to serve actually in a uniform fighting, I'm going to bet it was going to be Desert Storm. I'm not getting any good. Answers First of here. all, in Vietnam and in the Korean War and in World War II and everywhere before then, we weren't politically correct, so you'd hurt somebody's feelings. So it right. had to be during Desert Storm. 
and like their their descript their definition of combat is different. So yeah, I'm gonna bet I'm gonna bet Desert Storm. Trust me, somebody out there will correct us and let us know. And that's fine because I'm not finding it as quickly as I want to, and I don't want to spend this whole podcast looking up this answer. But I, that that's what oh I'm. Oh my gonna... goodness, the Trojan War! Give me a break. <laughs> God, I hate I hate you too, or I hate Wikipedia. So. Hey Joe, did everything work out on here the way you thought it was going to? As far as the um, everything coming together, everything coming together. Oh, absolutely, more more so than what I was expecting. I mean, to be honest, way more than I was expecting. This is amazing. I'm just I'm floored by everything that's come together and all the extras and you know the deer, the hog, the that's just unreal. Um, well, I am really, really proud that Garrett and Dustin at Cedar Ridge and D&D Outfitters did this to help and, and put on with this. And they, they do a lot with the veteran. They do a veteran hog hunt in March or April every year. And so I was okay. really proud. I knew they would help if they had if they weren't booked up. I knew when I asked that they would help. So that was easy. That was like hitting a Democrat, hitting a donor up, a liberal Hollywood dude for some money because you knew it was going to happen. I knew there was no doubt that they would help kids because they love kids and they do a lot to help. They're local guys here, so I really appreciate them for helping us so much. Okay, I've got some numbers finally. Okay. Vietnam, 7,000 women were served in Southeast Asia. Uh, in 76, the first women were admitted to America's service academies, uh, the U.S. Military Academy in West Point, Naval Academy, blah, 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 blah. During the Persian Gulf War in 1991, more than 41,000 women deployed. So that would have been the first one where – a big influx of women because it went from 7,000 in Vietnam to 41,000 in Gulf War and then uh, Desert Storm, over 700,000 women. Oh, no, I'm sorry. 40,000 women that, and then today over 700,000 women have served since mm. 9-11. Wow. So it, you're right. The Desert, Desert Storm, Storm that's Gulf what I, War. Was the first time just because the way the world the had 90s. changed by that. But, I mean, the women that have served in our country from the Revolutionary War on, the Civil War, everything, every battle we've had, women have been a vital tool for us, especially in the medical field and all they've done to help. Well, I mean, what about, I mean even when you look at the history of World War II, they ran the factories while the guys were away, didn't yes, they? Yes, my grandma was Rosie the Riveter. She built, uh, was it B-17s in Wichita, Kansas, or whatever they built there, the Liberator, those airplanes. That's what She was yeah. one of those ladies. But the women, you if you look... And you watch old documentary films and stuff. When you see uh, the the Allied forces, those ladies were in the bunkers doing secretary work and all kinds of stuff. There were women that were a part of a lot of those places that did a lot of things that were very brave. I mean, that, that there's women that had been a, that were in combat areas that weren't carrying a gun and stuff, but they were still right there helping do a lot of stuff. And you know, we wouldn't have won the the war without them. Right. And especially the shit going back home. I think that we were pumping out a ship a day out of Maine. And I think their women were helping build ships back then. You know, can you imagine a farm girl from North Dakota, 18 years old, and her dad goes, What are you doing? She goes, I'm fixing to go to Bath, Maine and help build uh, Liberty ships. Mm -hmm. And she goes there and gets off the deal. And she's, she's worth a group of women and they build ships every day. And then could you be that single man that couldn't fight in the war that lived in Bath, Maine with all them single chicks around there? He was living the world. He was like, damn, hell yeah. He was the only person pissed off the war ended. I had all these women at my disposal. Yeah. Um, 
I've been uh, I've I've said this several times on a recent podcast, but I've been watching Game of Thrones, and there was a big battle scene, and it is it amazes me that anybody is still alive today. I mean, when you look at right. at the amount of violence from the time that we were upright on this earth, the amount of wars and just your everyday, just we were we were wild animals five hundred years ago, six hundred years ago, a thousand years ago. It is amazing to me that we have not killed everybody on this entire planet. Right. <laughs> I mean, seriously. Yeah. You know, just, yeah. just when you look at infection rate back in the day, um, the way that the way that wars have been fought, um, I don't know how anybody got out of the Civil War. How about yeah. smallpox? How they found that out? I mean, you got to be a brave son of a bitch to inject yourself with, with smallpox because smallpox, you think that it will help fight it off. Right. I mean, just not just wars, but just the disease. Just and everything. Everything that we... I cannot, I cannot believe that we're still here. Yeah. Yep. COVID. I don't know how we're still alive from COVID. <laughs> how yeah, did boy, kill us all? I had that some bitch three times and I survived. I don't understand. It, now, I had it twice. And... A hundred years from now, there, there won't be very many people left here because all this uh, gay sex. It's hard to have babies during gay sex. Yeah. You so, got to get a surrogate, maybe. Yeah, well... that. Men can get pregnant. We're going to find out real quick that he can't. And then um, just how the dark ages, whenever, like, let's say you did need your leg amputated, they were oh. just going to use the same saw that they used on the seven people that they did before you. And yep. then they were just going to use that same thing throughout the day and maybe give it a little washing. But yep. did you know that? There was uh, no anesthesia. There was no, a, no. Bite this towel. Here, bite yep. this pillow. Yeah, yeah. Bite, bite it. There was a uh, there was a black doctor that's one of the first people to come out that they needed to to clean the the uh, saws and stuff. <laughs> that's ridiculous. Blah blah blah. Right. And he ended up he ended up dying of infection because they wouldn't do that for him mm-hmm. and begged him to sterilize it. You know, we've got to kill these germs, and they didn't believe that there was germs. Well, the first person that the guy that found the germs, they put him in a, in a sane asylum. He said, yeah. he, I mean, he said, like, there are little tiny organisms that we can't see with our naked eye. And he was working and he was delivering babies. And he noticed that if you had to have a C-section, you, you were going to die. Like, it was just a death sentence. And he, I guess he put the tools underneath a microscope and he found that there were, in fact, germs on the tools that they were using. So he... He said probably the same thing, like, we got to start washing our instruments. And they, they locked him up in a padded room. They said there's no way that there's things that we can't see. You know, George Washington died because he bled to death. They kept bleeding him. That was one of their answers for oh, medicine back bleeding? then. Yep, is they just cut you and let you bleed, and you'd bleed out. The bad part of your body would bleed out. Well, fuck, after he lost three quarts or four quarts of blood, he died. But they just kept bleeding him all day long. And the doctor that did it said 10 years later, he realized that that was a mistake and that was not good medicine practice. But we learned a lot. It says he died from a throat infection. Yeah, from being blood, though, is what he died from is the bloodletting. It, it, it's just crazy to me. Yeah, he had he had a strep throat. He would have lived. If they, <laughs> if they just left him throat, alone. They just kept cutting his fucking legs and letting him bleed out, you know? <laughs> Your throat hurt? You're not as, much, yeah. as bad as my leg does now. They were bloodletting blisters. He had blisters, I guess, in his throat, and they were cutting those blisters open <laughs> and letting them bleed, and that's how, oh, my goodness. But that's what he died from, ble- bleeding to death. Holy cow. And just had a sore throat. Yeah, just let it, let it run its course. I'm sure he was running a fever. Good thing he didn't get an ear infection. He'd cut his fucking ear off. 
Oh, <laughs> two and a half years into his retirement. I did not know this. Yeah. This is fascinating stuff. Yeah, he died from blood. All that reading does is get you some education. Two o'clock in the long. morning, he simply couldn't breathe. Yeah, it, was, it says his throat was so inflamed, he couldn't get air in and sent for them. And then they, oh. They just start bleeding him. We're going to cut that, that that swelling right out of you, Doc, out of President. <clears throat> well, Joe, I know you're busy. You got to go I pick your daughter it. up. I appreciate yeah. you being on here. We look forward to seeing you. Um, Yes. Just whenever you want to get here Thursday, Friday, let us know. We'll be here, open arms. Ricky Keller's going to be here, going to be filming everything. Uh, going to be a great weekend, a very emotional weekend, but we are so proud to be a part of this. and We look forward to doing this every season. Uh, if you would like to contribute to help these families get these kids here, we're open for any donations you have. That money, 100% of that will be split up between the moms that show up here and them kids hey, every dime. One last thing before you go. Do you know how long these kids have been without their parent? Like, is that something that you're privy to? I don't know. Um, a buddy of mine and I were talking about this, and it's it's hard to ask that kind of question. Right. So, like I, we usually ask for proof of DD two fourteen for sir. Uh, that's it served. How do you ask them? Well, can you show me the death certificate? Can you show me this? Yeah. So I, I mean, I looked them. They're all definitely gold star uh, families. Um, there's a gold star registry that I looked at just to make sure. Um, but asking for that kind of stuff, I just, I'm not comfortable doing it. Right. Um. I'm sure it'll come out when, yeah. you know, when we're talking with them over the weekend and, um, but through an email or something like that, I didn't want to like ask them, you know? Yeah. So, no, I didn't know if there was like a cert, if there was a way that, you know, just with the research that you had done, if, if that's something mm -hmm. that you had stumbled across. No, definitely. I no. would, I would not want to ask something like that either. Yeah. Um, but like I said, I just didn't know whenever you were kind of putting this whole thing together, if it was something that, a number that you might have ran across or something like that. Uh, one other thing, um, it, it, I don't know how to phrase this question. It's one of those deals, but I mean, you don't want to be a blubbering mess the whole time, Jeff. Mm -hmm. No, I do not want to be, and I'm going to try not to be, but I'm telling you when we give these kids, these guns, I'm going to get upset. It's just, so what is, what's the, what's the protocol on that? be yourself. Uh, I mean, they get it. They, I'm sure them, they'll be crying, you know, I'm sure, you know, it's just, it's something they've learned to deal with, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. Um, in my, in my opinion, um, in my experience, I guess I've, you know, they've learned how to deal with this and how to, you know, this isn't going to be the first thing they're given since, their, their parent pass. I'm sure it's not going to be, I, maybe it will be, I don't know for a fact, but I'm sure they, they're not expecting it. So they're going to be surprised. But at the same time, I think they're, they're going to be emotional and they're going to be extremely thankful Right. and just be yourself. And I mean, you know, everyone's going to get emotional and it's going to happen. It's expected. So what I, I would just say to yourself, what, what is, and I, and I lost my train of damn thought. I had a really good question too. But I do think that it is smart to do it on Friday. Get Try to get as much of that out of the way. And then for what it's worth, yeah. enjoy the weekend as much as, as much as possible. Yeah. yeah I, 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 it's be yourself. That's all you can be. 
Well, yep. I'm an asshole. Oh, I know what I was going to ask. This has nothing to do with, uh, with well, it does. It has a lot to do with it. Do these parents, if, if you're a soldier and you get killed in battle, I know they get a check, a half million, a million dollars, whatever it is from the government. Do they also get che- a compensation every month, or is it just Social Security that pays every month to those kids? So, yeah, um, they do get their VA benefits, um, and they get some kind of a – well, maybe not the VA benefits, but they would get the um, – like the military retirement or whatever it is um, that their their spouse would have earned because of that, um, depending on how long they serve, stuff like that. So they do get a monthly compensation for the, I believe so. I, I'm not 100% on that, honestly, but I'm pretty sure they get a monthly compensation. I, I was wondering um, about that because if you got two kids, are you getting 3000 a month from the government for till these kids turn, go to college or whatever it is, or... You know, I know our government fucks people over all the damn time, and they like to screw their own more than anybody. But mm-hmm. I, I hope that we take care of these kids at least through college. You know, mm-hmm. when you this sounds bad, and I don't mean it to be bad, but when you lose a, a a parent, regardless if you're military fighting for our country or it's in a car wreck somewhere, it's a horrible, horrible deal for anybody involved. But. Yeah. The, the military, these guys that or ladies that die fighting for our country, their family should be compensated till these kids turn 22, 23, 20 years, until they get out of college. I just, I, I firmly believe that. And it'd be nice for a politician to actually do something for our people instead of every fucking buddy else's. The Ukraine. I think yeah. they are, but I, don't hold me to that because I, I, I haven't really I'm gonna researched ask. a whole lot. Um, but I think they're, they're, they are compensated monthly. I know they get their uh, SGLI, their uh, service group life insurance, and you know up to a million or whatever it is that they have. Um, so they do get that money. I'm sure it's taxed. I'd, I'd imagine they tax it, but <laughs> which um, is a bunch of shit. They shouldn't. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. They might not. But if you get your, I don't know if life insurance is taxed. I don't know if it is. But if yeah, you, get, I don't know. If don't you know. get a, if you get a million dollars, a mom gets a million dollars, and she has two kids. If she puts that in the right money account, she's going to get six to eight percent guaranteed back. So she should have sixty to eighty thousand a year to live on, and that is a very livable amount of money. Mm-hmm. There's a whole lot of people listening to this that live on a lot less than eighty thousand dollars a year. Yep. If she knows how to take care of her money, but most of these people are going to be single moms now. Well, they're a single mom now, and they're going to be in their twenties probably, mm-hmm. and. They don't, I mean, they've never had no money their whole life. They lived on a, a on a soldier's payroll salary, which was not a lot. And yeah. now they've got, they instead of going and buying new cars and nails and doing this and that and trying to buy the kids stuff, put it and do it with it smart. And that's a hard thing for people to realize. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It yeah. says there, there, some of the different policies could be taxed as far as life insurance goes. But I mean, hell, they tax everything else. So, right. All right, Joe, I know you got to go. We will see you in about two weeks. Enjoy. I'm I'm assuming it's hot up there right now, isn't it? Uh, Actually, today's a little chilly. It was like 60 maybe. I saw where y'all are supposed to be really hot for about the next week, though. We're supposed to cool down at the middle of next week and get rain again. So I'm ready for that. It's going to be hot. Hopefully, when you're here, it's going to be cooler and wet. So I hope it's that way. Anyways, we appreciate you, bud. We look forward to seeing you in person. Shake your hand. Uh, Thank you for all that you've done. God bless you, and see you in two weeks. 
Yes, sir. Thank you, guys. Thank I you. appreciate it. Can't uh-huh. wait. Bye. And anybody that wants to donate for any of this stuff, get a hold of me, Andy or Joe, and um, we can tell you how you can do it. But we appreciate it. 100% of the money will be given and split up between the parents that show up here and those kids to help pay for the their, their trip here. That'll be good. Um, so this is – you have an inheritance tax. So Look, how is uh, – Life insurance is not inheritance. Is it not? No. It's death tax, but it would be a death tax, but it's not a death tax. I don't I don't but know. But, I mean, how do they draw the line at what is – like? is – I'm sure there's a certain amount of money probably where they, they do it. But as far as I know, life insurance is not taxable, which I'm sure it is. I'm sure there, I'm wrong about that. There's a couple policies that are. And I was trying to read which ones are probably the ones that y'all have. That's probably right. So thanks a lot for that. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, there's an ad. I can't. I can't. Fucking the only quit. life insurance check I've ever gotten was not a very big one, and it wasn't even taxed that I know of. So there's two primary types of life insurance: term it. and permanent life. I don't know. It doesn't matter. But I don't understand how they draw because one draws one. If both dr- of your parents pass away and you get $5 million from them, that's an inheritance. No, it's an insurance check. If they have the money in the bank already, that's an inheritance. That's an inheritance? Yes. If you if you get life insurance, it's not an inheritance, it's an insurance policy. I don't know how that works on the taxes, though. Yes, it is the same thing. You're inheriting money, but it's not an inheritance. It's not something. I don't. It, the, I don't. The money there's was, weird and there's lines. There's different kinds of life wrong. insurance. There's life insurance you pay in every month that builds up a monetary value, and there's some that don't build up any monetary value. That's just a term life. As long as you keep paying it, when somebody dies, you, they collect. And that's it. Hmm. And I don't. I don't know how the other ones all work. But there's different types of life insurance. Some of them build a monetary value. Some don't. Some, if you pay in for 100 years, are going to have a lot more money in them, and some of them are just a flat million-dollar policy that you're going to get a million dollars if you die. That's what started the Gucci's going downhill, the death tax. A lot of companies it's That one old boy, he didn't sign his kid in or something like yep, that, that happens, he died at the very beginning. Yep, that happens all the time, though. Really? That's a very common deal is that people don't. The death don't, tax? How, how, do you not, how are you not prepared for that? Well, people don't plan on dying. It's not something you wake up, I'm going to die today. That I understand. He should have done more like that. You own your your parents own a thousand acres in California. They farmed it their whole life. It's worth more square foot than most people's acres of, or acre would be worth ten twenty million dollars. So when you inherit it, they're going to say it's valued at twenty million dollars, even though the dad's making hundred thousand dollars a year farming it. So what do you have to do? You have to sell that to be able to pay the death tax on it. Now you're 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 getting some money out of it, but the farmstead that you've had in your family the whole time, you can't afford what it's worth. So you need to put that in a trust. So that's what they do. They put everything into a trust. Well, there's different ways. I'm not a tax expert by any means, but that's one of the things that they do do is put things in a trust. And that way it goes from family member to fa- goes on down. Everybody's a member of the trust. Do you think our founding fathers are happy with where we are in America? No, absolutely appalled. I want to know when the death tax was instated. I'm sure it was sometimes when people started having money. <laughs> so, you know, it when wasn't they could the figure 1700s to, when no. they had a goat and Hell 20 no. acres. No, it's when they could try to figure a way to fuck you out of your And who's the ones doing this? That's what I want to know. Who 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 in the government is like, "You know, we need to tax these people more because they all have something too." Right. Well, I, they they got excellent lawyers that they know how to dick the system. It actually started in the Romans. So, this is going to be another question. Death line. tax is? Yeah. When did it happen in the Americas though? That's what I'm trying to find. 
I, I'm sure it was in the 1900s. Well, yeah, nobody had anything to tax. Well, there were some that did, but those were those people didn't want to give another shit up then. I don't blame them. I don't think it's fair to tax somebody on something that's already been taxed. We went through this the other day. Everything's already if been you've taxed. Worked, if you've worked and you've accumulated a million acres and you give it to your family, they shouldn't get the shit taxed out of them because you gave them something that you worked hard for. That's a family deal, you know? And it should be that. It's no different than me passing down guns to y'all, mm-hmm. or whatever it is. When we die, you should be able to tax. I mean, not tax. You should be able to give whatever you want to your loved ones, your mistress, your friends, whoever the hell it is, like bum down the street, and it shouldn't be taxed. It's acting like 1916 might be the answer. There you go. It's it's just like churches. I'm really gonna make some people mad. I don't think churches should live in a tax free state. Why? I don't. I don't think that they should be tax free because there's too many people got fake churches up just because of taxes. Oh. It's just like the farmer deal the other day because I've caught some shit about that already today. I don't have anything against farmers. I love farmers. Some of my best friends are farmers. We farm some. I just don't think if you give one group some loopholes that you're going to have loopholes on every group. Once you give one loophole, you've started a whole thing. So make a flat damn sales tax for everybody. You know, everybody should have it. And that way, there shouldn't be a loophole on it. Same with churches. I don't understand why churches are tax-exempt now. Back in the day, when you had a preacher going and they were passing the plate around, and he had just enough money to have potato soup and to survive to pay his salary, that was different. Today, you got these mega churches worth millions and millions and millions of dollars, and they're not having to pay taxes. Well, that's not right. I agree. And if you watch the Fabulous Gemstones, you'll understand why I feel that way. Fabulous Gemstones? Have you not seen that? No. Oh, it's a great series. John Goodman plays a TV evangelist. They've got millions. I think the most... <laughs> they could have been kin to them people in uh, West Virginia. But it is a, it's a good... It's a very entertaining. It's about a family preacher. Some people call this the Paris Hilton tax, so I'm guessing she got screwed over. They, 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 Somehow. Any- I'm sure something wasn't in... She's got white, she's got rich guilt though, like a lot of those people do. But like the Vanderbilt family, you know, oh, the old Commodore, he worked his ass off to accumulate everything he had. If his rotten, worthless kids want to screw it off, let them. But they shouldn't have to pay a ton of inheritance tax because they were lucky enough to have someone bust their ass to accumulate all that. Like Jerry Jones, when Jerry Jones passes away, I'm sure the Cowboys are in a big trust anyways. But could you imagine that Stephen? Let's say that he gave it all to Stephen. And the Cowboys franchise now is worth about $12 billion. Mm-hmm. Okay. Could you imagine Steven have to come up with $4 billion to keep his family football team? Right. That That's his wrong. dad fucking spent his entire life building yes. and grooming and spending. On, there's no telling how much he spent on that. I mean, obviously right. he's made out like a bandit, but there was a time when it probably wasn't profitable. He was a marketing he genius. He just doubled down because he knew that someday he'd get to where he is. Well, he signed out. He signed a deal with Nike. He signed a deal with Pepsi and Frito-Lay. He done a lot of things that the old previous ownership didn't do. Smart man. He marketed himself well. He's made his own brand. I mean, they were the Dallas Cowboys America's team before he got them, but he made them more of what they are. And I'm not a Cowboy fan, but I respect him a lot. But it's not fair that his son would have to come up with 30% of what his value of that is when he passes away. That's yeah. bullcrap because he could never, ever go write a check to the government for $3 billion. They don't have that kind of cash flow without selling a portion of the Cowboys to do it. And then I'm sure they would tax him on selling the damn things, so he oh, would get double taxed. 100%. Yeah, and it's just not it's just not a fair deal. That's why the Bowling Trust had to sell the Denver Broncos. They couldn't afford th- to keep it? They couldn't afford I mean, the way it was done, they had to sell it. 
and, and Spanos family that owns the Chargers. I don't know if they sold it, but I think they're going to have to do the same thing. You got four siblings that all have about $700 million or $800 million, which is an awesome way to live, there's no doubt. But the football team is worth four or five billion. Well, the only way to, to keep fighting over it or to keep out who's going to control it is you're going to have to sell it all to pay everybody off or to pay, whatever it is. I don't even, that's a whole bad, that's a bad analogy because I think they're fighting over money. But a lot of these teams, that's what they're having to do. So this is an older article, but it said in 2012, only estates worth more than $5 million owe any taxes. President Obama wants to lower this. So this just tells you how old it is, but I was just trying to get the gist of it. Obama wanted to lower it to $3.5 million and raise the estate tax from 35% to 45%. So I guess that's the amount. So you pay 45% of $3.5 million? Anything over $3.5 million? Is that what it says? Yeah, he wanted to lower the threshold. So the threshold before 2013 was $5 million, and it was 35%. So Obama, Obama wanted to lower the threshold to $3.5 million. So make any it, estate that is over $3.5 million, he wanted to raise the tax rate from 35% to 45%. So if you had $100 million... You're going to owe 45%. You're going to owe $45 million to the government to keep the same $100 million you inherited, knowing damn well that you ain't going to be able to come up with $45 million. Mm-hmm. That's, that's complete bullshit. And I don't even know how people think. these. All these fucking poor people that won't get off their ass and get a job, they, well, the rich man ain't paying his share. He worked his ass off to accumulate that share, no matter what it is. Now that Obama's got four houses that are worth about $100 million, you know, where are the two little girls at that who knows if they're his or not? Where are they going to come up with that money at? Right. I mean, that's just, they, I, I don't, I'm all for people paying their share of tax. That's why I told you the other day, I want a flat sales tax. You know, you bought an eight and a half million dollar house at Martha's Vineyard, then you pay $850,000 in tax on it. 10% flat tax on everything you do, everything. And it will equal out fair. I was trying to see where Paris Hilton tied into all that, but I couldn't find anything. So anyways, anyway, we've, we've gone we... a long way from there. So yeah. um, I guess we just kind of lost our internet too. Um, we lost our internet. Yeah, just flickered. Two weeks from now, we'll have the Gold Star Hunt. So if you're interested in uh, donating to it, just like Jeff said, let one of us know and we can point you in the right direction. Sure, it'd be nice for 25 people to donate $100 so we can split that up between them families to pay for their expenses to drive here and their time, which will be a good time for the kids and a great deal. It's giving back, and I sure appreciate it. And my days of being a Democrat will end in about 10 days when this is all over. Mm. I'll be back to being a jackass Republican or conservative because I'm not a Republican either. Thank you all for listening to us. God bless you all. Have a great day. And go check out all of our wonderful sponsors. Go check out the Looking Glass podcast. Go donate to their Patreon account. Check out Pacific Calls, BHP 25, saved you 25%. Dive Bomb Industries, Lost Shot Shells, Gundog Outdoors, Shin Gear Waiters, Lucky Duck, Alpha Outdoor Specialties, Bangtail Whiskey, Stanfield Hunting Outfitters, Ducks Unlimited, Dirty Duck Coffee, and Double T British Kennels.